0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellett. Treasuries tumbled. The dollar surged after the Federal Reserve struck a more hawkish tone than markets anticipated. Stocks ended the day little change, but stocks also ended the day at records. The S&P up a point to 2508. The Dow higher by 41, up two-tenths of 1%. S&P advanced one-tenth of 1%. Apple weighing on NASDAQ. Apple down today by 1.7%. NASDAQ down one-tenth of one percent, down five to 64.56. The 10-year down five 30 seconds yield there, 2.26%. Gold down 11.09 the ounce to 12.99. Back below 1,300 on gold, down nine-tenths of one percent. Crude oil holding above $50 a barrel, 50.41, up 1.9% on WTI. I'm Charlie Pellett. That's a
1: Bloomberg business flash. All right, Charlie. Thank you so much. Charlie Pellet with a Bloomberg Business News flash. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio.
0: Well, Republicans are trying once again to get rid of Obamacare and come up with something that might replace it. Max Neeson, our Bloomberg Godfly healthcare columnist, joins us right now to talk with us as well as Brett Short, a partner at PA Consulting about the Graham Cassidy healthcare bill. Uh, we've got 10 days for this thing to pass or not. One of the most important things we know about this? Let's start with you, Max.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's obviously an incredibly compressed timeline, uh, to try and, you know, do a, a bill of that, that that's this consequential. And um, also, it has the potential to be kind of even more disruptive than some of the plans that we've seen in the past. Uh, the way it's structured, basically, is it gives, starting in 2020, states basically a, a big chunk of money uh, funded mostly from Obamacare's taxes and tells them to kind of do what they wish with it, um, both in how they spend it and um, also on the regulatory side. Uh, to what degree people with pre-existing conditions are protected, uh, that might change as well. So, so it's a big change in the healthcare system to figure out in 10 days, uh, and, uh, I'm skeptical that it'll actually happen.
1: I gotta say, deja vu all over again. It's another move by Senate Republicans to repeal Obamacare. Uh, some would call it a last-ditch effort. I think you wrote a column, Max, that says that. Brett, come on in on this. Uh, is it a last-ditch effort? Does it have any, uh, chance of actually going somewhere?
3: Well, I think it does have a chance, uh, you know, as, as Max said, it's it's on the edge, right? It's, it's, uh, it's touch and go, I think. But at the end of the day, it is addressing some of the key concerns that uh, have uh, been stated about ACA over the last years in terms of Medicaid expansion, the CSR subsidies, and the individual mandates. I mean, those have been sticking points for quite a while, and I think this bill is actually focused on those things, uh, they seem to be confident that they have the votes. I'm not sure they do or not. But uh, to me, this is about economics, right? It really has to do with the economics of Medicaid expansion in those states. You know how that may hurt them over time with uh, some of the ACA components, and I think that's why that's why it's being addressed now. Well, there are I- two
0: economic aspects of this that just jump out at me. One is 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 the the idea that the this preexisting conditions will still be covered, but insurance companies can charge whatever they want. For a pre-existing condition, so effectively the economics of that means insurance companies can just price out anyone who has a pre-existing condition, so they won't truly be guaranteed to be covered. And then secondarily, yeah. you can tell me I'm wrong with that. But secondarily, the individual mandate is sort of the the essence of all of making this affordable. If if people aren't required to buy into the insurance, then it's, the very notion of insurance means that some people are going to need it and some people aren't. And if you don't spread the pool out wide enough, it doesn't get affordable for anyone.
3: So two points on that. I I agree with you on the pre-existing condition piece and raising the premiums. However, um, they state that there are state budgets and every state block funding for those. Um, so to to offset some of those premium increases, so there is a provision for that. I think on the other side of it, um, we have an individual mandate now, and fundamentally, um, it's not working. Right. So a lot of the insurers have opted out uh, because they're losing money left and right because people didn't sign up they'd rather pay the penalty than actually um and maybe the chart. penalty was so too low the right
0: maybe the penalty was too low and that was a problem all along
3: that could be um you know but again i think uh ATA as it is today is financially unfeasible i think in the long term and i think that was part of the campaign promise to repeal it from an economic point of view, and I think that's why, again, they're rushing to the deadline in the next 10 days, but uh, yeah. again, they, they are taking care of some of the key concerns that others, uh, some of the other senators and, have uh, expressed in the past.
1: Max, you did put out a column for a Bloomberg Gatfly and you talk about all of this, and you do say it would be extremely disruptive to hospitals and the government focused insurers. Come on in on, on what we've been discussing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think with in addition to the fact that this, you know, ending the Medicaid expansion, um, you know, it doesn't just, you know, there are obviously budgetary impacts, but it also would leave a lot of people without health insurance. And the the states in which the uh, the ACA struggled the most have been those that the Medicaid expansion hasn't been taken in, which kind of uh, le- leaves the market a, a little lower quality. And um, the thing that this also meant to do, um, this kind of last attempt to. Uh, to uh, repeal the Affordable Care Act. It also sort of ended the burgeoning bipartisan attempt to fix some of the issues in the Affordable Care Act. So that would have been funding the CSR payment, uh, the subsidies more permanently, and uh, maybe some things like reinsurance that, that might have kind of helped stem some of those losses and uh, made it more feasible for insurers to come back. So, um, you know, you got this disruption that these kind of massive funding cuts over time contained in this bill create creating the market and uh, the kind of end of any uh, near-term chance of, of a stabilization effort, trying to fix some of the issues which I will concede uh, kind of are in the ACA in a, in a less radical way.
1: Max, as Senate Republicans have tried to repeal and replace... Uh you know, they have been met with resistance by their home states and their constituents. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel going to the airwaves uh, again last night about uh, this uh, personal for him as well. Um, will they be influential enough to, you know, prevent anything from taking more people off uh, the healthcare care rolls?
2: Uh, You know, I I think that might end up being the case. Well, one of the things this bill does is is kind of drastically shift funding between states. And uh, there are a number of states with Republican senators that that end up kind of on the losing side of that bargain. Uh, That might lead to some no votes. And also just some states, um, you know, notably Alaska, that has particular issues uh, with providing health care. Uh, they they might be a loser as well, and uh, Lisa Murkowski was a no vote last time. So you know the bill. Once you start covering pre existing conditions, it's really hard mm-hmm. to take that away. It's really politically unpopular, and uh, that that might end up backfiring. So we might end up seeing this thing fail. Yeah.
1: All right. And so the saga continues, though. Max Neeson, thank you so much. Biotech, pharma, and healthcare columnist at Bloomberg Gadfly, our fast commentary section at Bloomberg News. Check him out on Twitter at Max Neeson. Uh, And he was joining us from our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York. On the phone in Colorado, Brett, thank you. Brett Schroeder, partner at PA Consulting. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio.